What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. My name is Moore Milo. And I'm Ross Hainarelli. And this is the Market Today podcast. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Rossi, we are at episode 118. It is very exciting. For those of you that are new here on episode 118, uh, what we like to do here is we read a book every single week. We talk about that book, and we talk about financial markets, thus Market Today. Uh, So this week, we have read a book by a guy named Steve Chandler about uh, 100 Ways to Motivate Yourself. And we're going to hop in first with a little bit of dialogue around a very interesting topic that kind of takes me for a surprise, honestly, Rosty. So Ross and I, just before the podcast, were having a quick chat about news. And, uh, you know, he mentioned that some of the big institutions are starting to look towards utility tokens and their abilities within the marketplace of cryptocurrency versus something like a Bitcoin. So, Ross, what's what's happening, man? Like, while before nobody wanted to look at Bitcoin, now, you know, now, you know, now people want to look at utility tokens. Forever, everybody said utility, utility tokens had no value. Like, what's what's the deal? Yeah, you know, I think it's interesting because what we're seeing is pretty much the shift in some investors between do I invest in Bitcoin, which we've all collectively established is our virtual gold for lack of a better better term it is our you know our our gold standard at that point um it's what we tie everything back to as far as value and then everything else is an altcoin or alternative coin that you know whether it be cardano or ethereum or a lot of these projects they're all considered you know the altcoin so i think what's interesting is we're starting to see a shift in some of these investors and this is something we'll talk about on this podcast real quick is does it make sense to invest in Bitcoin as a store of gold or store of value, or is it better for you to invest in Cardano or Ethereum? These are blockchains that actually have more use as far as like Ethereum is the largest blockchain out there, gets used the most. Cardano is supposed to be the next iteration as far as blockchain technology. So my thought is, you know, if you, if you, Establish that Bitcoin is your store of value and you're going to put money there, then Bitcoin theoretically can last forever, right? Because everything will tie back to it. Now, if you invest in Ethereum and Cardano, yes, they do have more physical use as far as like you need Ethereum to be on the Ethereum network. But, you know, we're already seeing Cardano come out as a new version of blockchain, a more, you know, efficient with lower fees and things like that than Ethereum. And my thought is, I think back to like early tech days, you know, is this like an AOL or a Netscape? You know, what is the real difference? I know that they're not easy comparisons, but, you know, as we see programmers move and developers move and shift different places, you know, um, once I start watching programmers shift from Ethereum to Cardano to Cardano, I start to think this is really where I should be putting my money. You know, you really want to follow the developers. But at the same time, you know, if that works, what's what's there to say that someone doesn't come at, come after Cardano and continue to take the space? Where, if that's happening, Bitcoin should theoretically be staying the same and continuing to grow because it is now the store of a much larger ecosystem, a much larger financial system when you're talking about what's going on in the cryptocurrency space. So, I don't know. To me, it was very interesting to hear that that's happening now, the article I did read, I don't know if it happened separately that they are doing more 
It says, let's see, according to CoinShares, institutional investors bought $17.3 million worth of Ethereum-related investment vehicles last week. That was closely followed by Cardano, a total of $16 million. Um, this institutional investment in Cardano and Ethereum surpasses that of Bitcoin as long as investors began to look at altcoins. So it's it's just interesting to think. For me, I would probably still stay. Now, granted, I have a good amount in both Ethereum and Cardano because I think betting on these utility tokens, these big blockchains that all these other companies, for lack of a better term, are building upon, I'm still looking for that store of value, that Bitcoin, to where if the cryptocurrency blockchain market right now, I think, is valued at like $2 trillion, um, if that becomes a $5 trillion, $10 trillion, 20, you know, if it just continues to grow, Bitcoin theoretically should be worth so much more because it's, it's storing all of that actual value. So, and it keeps me protected against Ethereum turning into Cardano when Cardano becomes more efficient or whatever comes after Cardano as far as being more efficient, maybe more secure, being faster. So I don't know. What are your thoughts more? You know, I personally think that there's a lot of value in these tokens strictly for the reason that in order to have these systems, in order to have these decentralized systems, you have to have some format of regulation. And if you're not going to have it centralized and and regulated through a central place, you have to have evolving technology around the uh, decentralization of the technology itself. So I think that there's a lot of value in these tokens personally, because as this, this market grows, we're going to continue to see uh, development. However, if you look at trends, right, you look at trends of business over time, there have been a, there have been a lot more successes through good business sales and marketing and solid decent product than there have been really incredible products that were sold halfway decently right so i think that there's also a big element of who's running these teams and how they're getting that information out there um because, you know, as you know, Ross, coming from a marketing background, working for a massive marketing company, sometimes it's not as much about how great and amazing your product is, but how well you get your customer to understand that it's going to change their life. You know, and I think that there's a there's an there's an interesting dynamic there in cryptocurrencies as well, because, you know, at the end of the day, the layman's term average person that would put money into one of these uh, coins, tokens, whatever, they're not going to be as technical as the developers that are building out these platforms. They're not even going to be at a level where they could understand the basic framework around what it is that they're building. So I think that there's also an element of, of really being aware of what's a really good product that has, you know, a good sales team or an incredible product that isn't really out there that as they grow will have an opportunity to build some form of infrastructure but is kind of laying under the radar, right? So I think that the token and I say all of that to really bring about the fact that in order to be able to, to invest into these things, they have to have long-standing, long-term goals 
that continue to grow as the market and the market the in the marketplace grows right like as, as we continue to grow through problems and through obstacles in cryptocurrencies and decentralized finance we're going to need people and companies that are going to have the ability to create some really creative things that will get us through to the next level right so i think it's also important to focus on you know understanding who is going to be backing these projects and you know what term you're going to be putting your your money into these projects for but i i personally think they're really valuable i feel like i kind of went around in a, in a circle there i sometimes with cryptocurrencies i just feel like i'm talking in circles but that's kind of how it goes right uh but you know i don't know ross i mean is there anything to add in regards to just you know what that means to the average investor to uh you know anybody who wants to get into cryptocurrencies you know i think and it doesn't this article didn't really express the previous holdings of these companies i would assume that these companies have obviously bought more bitcoin in the beginning and they're starting to buy more ethereum and cardano so my thought would be i'm sure they still are holding more bitcoin than the other ones but I think it shows like in this in this place, you really need to have a kind of diversified portfolio, even in the cryptocurrency market. You know, understand that Bitcoin is not something that you're going to flip for a big amount of return in a short period of time. Obviously, Ethereum and Cardano, you can see that they're still much younger um, as far as the stage they are in their in their I was going to say career, but as far as they there are in their useful life at this point. So I think just understanding, like I have a good amount of Ethereum, a good amount of Cardano, but I also look at Bitcoin as a safer move. So for me, I put more into Bitcoin. I continue to buy, especially on like these dips. But and there's also a lot of investors that are looking to find, you know, top 50, top 100, or even branch outside of that to really try to find some of these crazy returns. And if we've learned anything from all these books we've read, the best investments normally are the least sexy. You know, they're not fun. They take a lot of time. Um, but I think that's what could be really cool. So I think it's just staying, you know, open and staying, you know, staying in a space where you can kind of understand that this this location as far as like where we are in this point of time is going to keep shifting. You know, Bitcoin could rise, it could fall. Ethereum could rise, it could fall. Same with Cardano. There's Avalanche. There's a lot of other currencies and projects that are really growing very fast. And honestly, at this point, I don't really know if we'll see one that's going to really, really take hold until probably middle of next year. Right now, Ethereum's got the problem of it's too expensive to work on there. There's just so many people that it's not efficient enough. The gas fees, right now, I can't even transfer some of my Ethereum over because it's going to cost me like $100 to move like $1,000 worth of Ethereum. Like, what kind of fee is that? Where on Cardano, you can do it for much less, but there's obviously less use cases, so... I would just continue to stay in an open place and watch this ever-evolving space called cryptocurrency and have some fun with it. You know, if you really, if you find yourself using Cardano or using Ethereum, then I probably recommend you get more of it because you're in that ecosystem and you'll understand the changes quicker than the everyday person. So stay flexible would be my takeaway. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's that's also really important in, in general when it comes to being an investor of any kind, right? So like, yeah, I think that's great advice. With that being said, let's go ahead and move into the book. Uh, so this week we read a book called 100 Ways to Motivate Yourself by uh, an author named Stephen, Steve Chandler. And, uh, you know, 
Uh, for one of those list books that, you know, funny enough, we actually usually like list books. I feel like for the most part, every time we get a list book, we're, we walk away pretty happy because we have some decent data, right? Like we learned a thing or two, you know, from the book that allows you to take it to the next day. Um, you know, like one, the, for example, one interesting thing that I learned, uh, from the book, uh, a single day is the same as, a, as, as an entire lifetime of goals, right? Like if you look at it, I thought that was a really interesting, just choice of phrase to utilize in a book like this. Um, I think it has a certain sense of, of truth to it. But with that being said, you know, those little nuggets are what you really look for in these, in these list type books. And I think it has quite a few of them. Um, you know, Ross, what, what are your thoughts? Yeah, same thing. These list books are kind of a love and a hate because you we almost feel um, like we're cheating a little bit because they are, obviously, if you give us 100 things, we'll find something that we like out of it. But at the same time, like we get some really good value of this because we read books so fast um, and our, our lives are changing so quickly that like we're really looking for one to two big takeaways from every book we read to put in our own life. Um, there was a, a saying that they had in the book was, it's not that you can't, it's that you haven't. And I thought that was a really interesting way of looking at something. Um, to think that, oh, I, I can't do this. No, it's not true. You just haven't done it yet. And I thought that was a really interesting way of phrasing something like that. Because I think a lot of people get caught up in being like, I can't do this. It won't work. And in more knows, I love to play devil's advocate on a lot of things. But this is just kind of, you know, flipping your mindset. Like they talked about the difference in having a optimistic and a pessimistic mindset. And I think that this is something that I've tried to switch on. For me, I'm no, I'm an optimistic and positive person, but I play devil's advocate so much that I think I end up getting stuck in looking at like the pitfalls that could possibly happen versus looking at the positives that can come on that journey. And I think switching my mindset from I can't to I haven't it's probably something super easy that I can honestly probably remember and take with me my whole life. So to me, that was something that was super small and simple um, that I thought would actually take a lot of value out of. No doubt. No doubt. Um, so with all that being said, I mean, listen, it, this isn't a long book. I would highly recommend reading it. It's about, you know, twice as long as our pod, normal podcasts are. Um, you know, it's worth getting into and hopping into and learning a few things about just for the sake of maybe you'll take two or three little nuggets that you can utilize in your world that you can go and, and you know, and, and go and really do something, you know, really get motivated around something in your life. Um, so it's exciting. I, I love having books like these that I can actually walk away and say, hey, listen, if you spend an hour and a half listening to this book, you might find something that could change your life in some format, which is super cool. Um, so final thoughts for me, really worthwhile. Uh, I think it was super short and sweet. You know, author was cool. Can't complain. Anything. It was oh, two thumbs up. I mean, it wasn't like a top notch, you know, top 10 book, but you know, it, there were some nuggets. It was good stuff. Yeah, I would say the same thing, honestly. It was nothing crazy, but I did. I found a lot of, and I wish I could remember a little bit more off the top of my head, but like I said, I think you can find out of these 100 things, one or two things that you can take and use for a long time. Like I said, with some of these books, we try to utilize right away, try to really tap into, but some of the, the concepts and things that we like from them can die off after a time. They're hard to always be combining all these different learnings together. And we do our best to, you know, obviously be the best people we can and take the most from these books. Um, but like I said, that little nugget for me, I'm going to try to use for as long as I can 
And I think other people can read this book and find something that really hones in on their specific situation or life or even personality. Um, and I think it's really all you need. If you can take one or two things away from every book you read, I honestly think that's the goal. And I definitely think that can be found here. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week on episode 118 with Market Today. Thank you so much. My name is Moore Milo. I'm Ross Sinarelli. This was Market Today, and we'll see you next week. Take care.